Sensei Hello and welcome to episode 50 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. That is in celebratory mode. Yes, we have made it to 50 episodes and it feels surreal. It feels fantastic. Uh, uh, and just kind of, as I say, just a mixture of things really to say that sentence. 50 episodes. I know that for some other uh, NFL podcast, that's, that's a barely a... A drop in the ocean. But for us, you know, we don't do it every week. We like to think quality more than quantity. Um, but yeah, we don't like to do it every week. Uh, we can't physically do it every week, every day either. Uh, so, you know, fair play to anybody that does a, a daily podcast and keeps it relevant and entertaining. Um, so yeah, for us to read 50 uh, episodes is, I think, quite an achievement. I can't thank everyone enough for kind of tuning in, sticking with us. You know, the quality, I like to think has improved over the, over the episodes to the the supreme broadcast quality that it is now. Uh, and with me, pretty much uh, through all of this entire ridiculous and very uh, enjoyable experience has been the Bobby to my moor, the twin to my towers, the national to my stadium, the FA to my cup final and the international to my series games, it's Nathan Palmer, everybody. Thank you so much, Paul. I'm absolutely buzzing for episode 50 to be coming at you live. Stop. Now, uh, eagle-eyed, eagle-eyed, eagle-eared, I guess, uh, listeners, might have got a clue as to where we are from your introduction. (laughs) But Nathan, could you tell everyone where we are? Because I did say that we were going to be recording somewhere. I mean, bless the sewing room. Bless it. What a lovely little intimate place, do you know what I mean? Perfect for me and you, and a, Perfect. a, a little candle and some... And some about 25 spiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm going to let Nathan describe to you the scene here. So we're sat in one of the poshest boxes that I've ever seen. Fancy, like in the bathrooms. I just went to a, to, for the toilet. They've got nice little hand soaps. They've got little, like, you know, those lotions. That We're not recording nice in a soft. toilet, though, are we? We're We're not, where is that toilet? We then? are recording at a corporate box live from Wembley Stadium in London. The host of the Bengals game against the Los Angeles Rams later this year. And it is absolutely amazing. Now, you may... Well, I, I can't disagree with that. It is absolutely amazing. And um, we are sitting in, apparently... What used to be David Beckham's box, which uh, is there's is, a picture of the geezer on the wall. Wasn't there's, there? a, there's many pictures of Beckham on the wall, kissing his his jersey. Um, I don't know what he's doing over there, but um, celebrating, isn't he? Celebrating a goal. And uh, unfortunately, the curtains are closed, so normally it would overlook the pitch. But unfortunately, we can't look out because the Who, uh, the the pop rock legend, iconic group, the Who are uh, constructed... I mean, not the four blokes themselves, that'd be ridiculous, they're all in the 70s, but the the crew are constructing their set and no-one is allowed to look at it. So, it, you know, it's completely off-limits to us. us. I know, uh, surprising, really. So if you do... Seriously, if you do hear a bit of banging in the background, it's not me trying to kick Nathan's face in. <laughs> it is the Who crew uh, putting the set together and putting the stage together for their concert next week. Uh, but yes, we are in Wembley Stadium. And how surreal was that when we walked in? I, I just want to paint the picture for the fans, oh, right? God, so we, yeah. we turn up at Wembley Stadium, right? We're looking around, you know, big day out for us. You know, I've come straight from work. So, you know, in a shirt and some trousers and some shoes, looking, you know, quite smart for the occasion. 
We're walking into the Club <laughs> Wembley entrance. You know, there's geezers in suits knocking about. Really fancy reception. Who do I see stood outside? I see Paul in his old Bengals jumper, a pair of shorts and a pair of trainers. And we're meeting like, the head of like, what, what was her name? The uh, Emily. Yeah, we, Emily, we who's give. absolutely fantastic. Um, well, you know what? I've got to represent. You, I've got to represent. Well, no, you're, you're a true fan, mate. That's a true fan. I've got to represent. I did feel very <laughs> underdressed and like a school child, I have to say, dressed in my shorts. <laughs> However, uh, you know, this is what happens when you've you got to show. If you've got legs like that, you've got to show them. Well, exactly. My, my, I mean, you look at Beckham's legs on it, they ain't got nothing no, on that's mine. What, that's what I mean. Um, so it's incredibly special, really, because I think we've all watched and seen Wembley on the television. And many of you will have been to Wembley for either an England game or a, or a cup final or a friendly or a schoolboys game. Or a game, Bengals game. Or even a, an NFL uh, and a Bengals game. So to be here at the home, I, I guess, of, of English football and English sports, some would argue, uh, it just feels right. It feels like the right thing to do for our 50th episode. Absolutely, yeah. And it's going to be the site of the Bengals game this year. I mean, I've never been inside um, the corporate area of Wembley. Amazing place. It's pretty this, snazzy, this box isn't it? is snazzy as anything. They've left us to it. They've just said, here's, you know, have your room. You've got it for an hour and a half and get on there. Really kind of them. I mean, it's amazing. I, mean, I never thought, I don't know about you, when we started this off, you thought, we'll see how it goes. It might last for you know, six months, we might do a couple of episodes and get sick of it. To get 50, to do two seasons, this is the last episode of season two. Is that is what you're a calling real, okay, Yeah, season right. two. Okay. Um, you know, if you go on Netflix, it's season one <laughs> and season two. But, but honestly, it's it. I'm, I'm buzzing about it, you know, and I don't want to sit here and blow our own trumpets for um, an hour, but I have to but say we a massive, are going to, but I'm going to say a massive <laughs> thank you, like you said earlier, and echo what you said, a massive thank you to everyone listening. Because, you know, there's no, you know, everyone that listens, some of the comments, the questions, the interactions, the meetups, it's been really nice to get to know people, to hear people's feedback. And, you know, it's a big thing. It's a really cool thing to have got to 50 and I hope we can do another one. Serious question. Did you honestly think we'd ever record up to 50 episodes and then and not stopping here? We're, we're not stopping here. You know, we, we plan to do another 50. Well, I think I mean? it's not even the case that we've done 50. I mean, I certainly didn't think, 50, you know, when you start something out... You think, you know, you just take it one episode at a time, I guess. But the guests we've had on, mm. the fact we're doing it in Wembley, do you know what I mean? They're things that I think are mad. I mean, I thought when we first started out, we might be lucky to get like, you know, the odd loosely associated journalists yeah. if we were lucky. And some of the calibre, you know, he, you know, we've had Ansi Munoz, a Hall of Fame player. Mm. We've had Carlos Dunlap, Kevin Huber, current players. We've had... You know, people inside the Bengals like Jeff Hobson, you know, like absolute legends like Ken Anderson, you know, to name just a few. I could sit here for 10 minutes to name it. I think it's incredible. It's just been an absolutely incredible experience to speak and interact with those people. So what here's a question. What kind of guest would you think uh, would be fitting for a 50th episode, Nathan? Fitting for a 50th? I mean, just throw a name out there. Any old name. Chad Ochocinco. All right, let's not go down that road. But <laughs> it, we've had some pretty high-profile guests on. Uh, but we've got, I think, and it's great. I mean, you mentioned, you know, Ken Anderson, Anthony Munoz, David Fulcher last week. Yeah. Kevin Huber, good old Hoobs. Uh, Carlos Dunlap, we've had yeah. bits from John Ross and Billy Price and Vinnie Ray and Solomon Wilcox. Solomon Wilcox, yeah. Um, and then journalists, we've had Paul Dana, Jim Ozarski, Fletcher Page, Colleen Wolf, Colleen Wolf, Dan Horde, Marissa Contarelli, Jeff Hobson, Cat Terrell, Elise uh, Jesse, Lindsay yeah. Patterson, Ross Tucker, Tobbers, 
good old Tobbers, um, Austin Gale, Moega, the list goes on. It's James, a laundry list. James of, Rapine. Yeah. You know, all those. Joe Goodbury. The Goodbury's been on for a couple of times. Yeah. So amazing. So what would trump all that, do you think? Marvin. No, but you're in the right direction. Oh, we're teasing, aren't we? We know it. We do have a special guest. And I think it's probably, uh, with all due respect to those guys that's been on before, uh, you know, we've had some amazing guests. But we do have the head coach, yes, the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, Zach Taylor, as a special guest. Um, now, we've known about this for a couple of weeks, right? We've actually re- we recorded the interview a couple of weeks ago, so we know it's actually happened. It's not a case of kind of, you know, uh, ringing up and hoping for the best. <laughs> and getting He's got his landline, out. just his wife picks up. Yeah, There's some yeah. geezer from London on the phone. Yeah, he's like, sorry, sorry, Nate, calling? <laughs> no, no, sorry, he's not expecting those guys. <laughs> um, but yes, it's actually happened. So, uh, so therefore... Um, we do have Zach Taylor in the back. Which is absolutely mad. I mean, when you told me, you texted me one morning out of nowhere. I remember the, I remember waking up that morning like, we've got Zach Taylor coming on the podcast. You, and you were quite aggressive about it. You're like, you need to be at mine tonight. And if you're late, I'm going to be really pissed off. <laughs> I was like, good morning Nate, to you. So you Nate, yeah, like. but can you understand that? I kind of, weirdly, I was at my parents' house. You're like, no mucking about. <laughs> exactly. No mucking about for this one. No because what Nathan likes to do, he knows that I'm a stickler for timekeeping. And he always texts me about 10 minutes beforehand, going, I've missed the train, I'm going to be half an hour late. And then he'll ring the doorbell and it will all be hilarious. And uh, But I, I wanted to, you know, you can't, you know. No oh, no, about, I mean, yeah, No yeah. mucking about this time. And, you know, you didn't muck about and we did the interview. And you will hear that interview later. Now, obviously, as you can tell, uh, we're waffling on, we're very... Uh, in a jolly mood here at Wembley Stadium for our 50th episode. If you're a new listener, welcome on board. You'll find this community uh, fun and welcoming and inclusive, so you're more than welcome to join us. Uh, We organise meetups up and down the country. Um, But today, you know, there's not much news. We're recording this, actually, the way this has happened and fallen. We're recording it the day after we recorded episode 49. <laughs> so literally nothing has happened in Bengals' Oh, land. no, someone on Twitter has come out and said that Gerald McCoy fancies the Bengals as his next destination. Yeah, yeah it's Which not is, news, well, though. It's speculation, yeah, I think. I don't know. So we'll see. Maybe the next time, you know, maybe by the time, fair warning, by the time this yeah. episode comes out, uh, it'll be, uh, you know, McCoy might have signed for someone. It might be, it might be us. It might have been the Browns. If McCoy Ravens. signs for us, I'm going to go mad. What would you mean mad? How I'm going to be well happy with that. How does madness manifest itself? I'll be itself? buzzing off my nut. That's How the biggest does... free agency signing we'd have made in years. Yes, potentially. Yeah, I'll be if he signed for the Ravens or Browns, I'll be going mad as well. Exactly, <laughs> madness is uh, it's going to be either happy madness or angry yeah. madness really do you it? not think that's a massive sign for us we don't want to dig back into it but do you not think he'd be a really good yeah, I, yeah well yeah I think he'll be great I think he'll take some I think it'd be great as a starting you know get a fans buzz though wouldn't it well exactly yeah. if you're in Cincinnati and you see Gerald McCoy saying I want to come to the Bengals I don't know why he's saying it well, I mean, maybe it's just a ploy to kind of push up the other guys asking yeah. price. You never know, do you? But if he's actually come out and said that, that would be amazing. The other, but again, remember this: this is not coming out for a week, so things will have no, changed. So let's do. not talk about this, yeah, yeah. Because whatever we say will be hideously out of date. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But what we will say in this episode, because there's not much news, and um, you know, frankly, we, we, you know, I don't like to blow our trumpets too much, but today we are going to blow some trumpets. I think this is going to be a celebratory episode. We're going to relive some of our favourite moments from the past 49 episodes. Uh, there's going to be a bit of singing. I know you thought you'd heard the last of our singing, but unlucky. Um, uh, we've got uh, some brilliant moments to relive. Um, and it really has been a, a, an incredible kind of, I hate to use the word journey, because it hasn't been a journey really, is it? It's just been an incredibly fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I put it out there on Twitter, I asked people really what, and of course, corresponding with you guys out there is an absolutely key thing to this podcast and it's great that the the podcast and the Bengals UK community has given uh, a platform for people to voice their opinions as I keep saying you know watching and supporting an NFL team in the UK can be a solitary experience so to actually have a platform to voice your views and be part of a community yeah, I think is really valuable and, you know, fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I put it out there and we got lots and lots of uh, response, some lovely some lovely things, actually. Um, so let's go through, shall we? Yeah, let's listen. I want to hear. Okay, so let's start with Phil H at Bengal Blue Boy. And um, Phil is fantastic. He lives up in the north west. He's top geezer, isn't he? And he always somehow manages to come out come to yeah. meetups wherever they are so at the dismay of his wife at the dismay of his <laughs> wife although i think i think they quite he, like coming down yeah, to he London. Take, yeah, 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 so, yeah um congrats on the 50 lads usually listen while walking the dog the meetup recording in manchester was great building a community and bringing people together from different places is no mean feat yeah, yeah. and that's true and it, uh, phil of course is referring to we've had a couple of we had our second draft weekend meetup um, this year, this time in Sheffield, but last year it was in Manchester. And for each of those uh, uh, meetups, we did a live recorded yeah, podcast, good laugh, and that it? was really good fun. Um, SAFC Bungles at Bunny91, underscore 91. I listen to it because it's brilliant, firstly. Secondly, it is because it is hard enough finding NFL fans to talk about football, let alone the Bengals. Our little community means a lot to me, so thank you for all your hard work. Uh, no problem at all. Uh, I can't remember what Bunny's name is. I'm going to have to check him out. But Bunny, I'll call you Bunny for now. Thank you very much, and it is a pleasure. Uh, James Fox at James Fox 1981 Started typing a reply but ran out of characters. So sorry for the rambly post. After spending a long time thinking I was probably the only Bengals fan in the UK, <laughs> it was amazing to find out about you guys and the community as a whole. As a newcomer to the Bengals and the NFL as a whole, the podcast has massively increased my knowledge about the history of the team, along with the technical stuff around formations and which players fit where, draft, free agency, etc. Not just in Bengaldom, but in the NFL in general. The podcast makes my long journeys to and from work much more bearable and never fail to raise a smile even when we've been proper uh, <laughs> the weekend before. Finally, it was great to meet Paul at the meetup in Sheffield a few months back and, of course, the rest of the guys. Just keep up the amazing work, fellas. Who day? What a great message. Appreciate that, Thank son. you, James. It was a pleasure to meet you. And I think he hits on some things, isn't it? You know, I think we're all trying to expand our knowledge. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, to do all that kind of stuff. So if we can try and work things out on air, 
Hopefully that helps other people as well. And of course, the Absolutely. guests that we have, uh, they know what they're talking about, don't they? So, they do indeed. Uh, um, Logie uh, at Logie513. Uh, uh, my favourite episode is not not even that old. International Women's Day episode with Bengals, Marissa, which is Marissa Contepelli, and uh, our very own Hania Latif. I love when you interview Bengals fans because it seems like everyone has their own unique reasons for choosing the Bengals. Uh, thank you, Logie, and thank you for your support over the pond there. Yeah, thank um, you. I did enjoy the... Uh, I thought I was quite proud of that one, actually. I think yeah. it's important to, as I say, give voices to all kinds of people. Absolutely. Uh, and there is a, a... The NFL does boast a large female fan base, so why... Marissa was brilliant as well, wasn't she? I mean, Marissa and, and Hanny was great. great, yeah. both of them brilliant. Marissa was great. Um, okay, uh, Memphis Soul Stewart, Stuart Baird, 688. Coach Sam interview was my favourite moment. Helped put some context into that night. Congratulations on reaching 50. When I heard number one, I'm not sure I thought you would get there. The tiger goes from strength to strength. Uh, a bit of a backhanded compliment there from <laughs> Stu. Stu's got to be one of our biggest com- um, biggest messages. Every week he's got he's a tweet there. for us to get. So thank you very much for that, Sam. He's been with us from the start. Um, oh, at quite severe hook. I can't give that a solid answer. That's a solid answer. Um, first time caller. I think it is a first time caller. Um, you can call back again. Uh, hashtag the singing. Hashtag Paul stop. Yeah. That's now you good. see, we do like to have a sing along. You'll hear a bit uh, of that later. And uh, on the ha- subject of hashtag Paul stop, the geezer's having a fag out the front entrance of Club Wembley. Yeah, Wendy, that so hashtag. That didn't go very well. to, yeah, no, it's not going well. <laughs> Probably one of them, the, the failure. I uh, think people need to say, I don't think there's been enough hashtags and I appreciate, you know, right. one there on this 50th episode, but I want some, <laughs> I want the guilt to be unbearable. All right, okay. <laughs> Andrew Townsend, Andrew Townsend too. I love how intimate it feels like you are just a couple of guys down the pub chatting Bengals. It feels like a unique community and the guests you two get, hero worship. Um, and that's exactly what the feeling, you know, again, if you don't, you guys don't know out there, the reason why I started this podcast, really, uh, or kind of, well, the reason I chose the style for this uh, podcast, because, you know, we listen to quite a few of the other UK fan group podcasts to see what they're up to. Uh, we listen, obviously, to a lot of other American podcasts. And frankly, the qu- they're, they're all a load of rubbish, aren't they? Well, exactly. <laughs> and we just thought, right, we can do better than that by just turning up, frankly. But no, kidding. Um, but it's... Why would we try and do something that the American guys do so well? And they've got access to stats. They've got, you know, PFF Pro and all the rest of it. And, yeah, and yeah. you know, it's like, what's the point? We're a couple of guys. Let's have a few beers. Let's make this uniquely British. Yeah. And I want to. I want to. I want it to be more of an entertainment show. Yeah. Like a Bengals version of the Graham Norton show than <laughs> than uh, than some sort of stat heavy thing that we can't compete and we with. do chuck a few stats we in do I, you know we i do. love a bit of a i like the stats myself, yeah but you know actually. what i mean well i think 100 you know yeah, we yeah. have had to make it different like joe goodbury will pull our pants down really wouldn't he i yeah and you know he's got every right to do that because yeah. um, he's good at what he does you know and around the nfl guys you know why yeah, absolutely, yeah. also why replicate all that kind yeah of stuff? so yeah yeah absolutely anyway dreams of witness at d witness hello jimmy in tokyo hello, Sam. what a top geezer he is as well and that's that's the one thing i've got to say about the bengals i mean this is you talking about examples and you know 50 episodes your friend jimmy 
Cameron did a podcast with us. He came on a special yep. guest in episode. Jimmy Newmy. Really, really. The dried squid. Yeah, the dried squid, yeah. Great, great to meet him. You know, saw him for an hour, went on our merry way. And when I went out to Tokyo on my honeymoon this year, you know, I messaged him. I said, look, do you fancy getting a pint? We went out two great nights, him, Rosie and I, absolutely brilliant two nights. Yeah. And you think something like that, you know, just meeting someone through this community and you're going out, hanging out with him in Tokyo for two nights. It does give you a chance to meet new people and hang out with people. It's been, it's been you know, brilliant stuff like that. And I think, you know, you, you look at how uh, Bengals UK has helped to connect fans, not in just in this country, but, yeah. you know, you know, Jimmy, you mentioned, and also the American guys, you know, yeah, we've made yeah. some really great friends. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's one sort of big, happy-ish family, I would say. God, look at it. Look at it. We're getting a bit all uh, getting happy, clappy, and we tear in Paul's eye as he says it. Well, uh, Jimmy Dreams of Witness says, I listen to it naked. <laughs> Save my Mauluga top on the roof, magnified by my Vox guitar amp, come rain or shine, heaven. And, um, and Sam Anger at Sam underscore Anger. He's a guy that's really. Uh, interacted with us nicely, and um, he's an English Joe Goodbury, that geezer. He is absolutely. He's 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 you know if you don't follow Sam, give him a follow because uh, he does lots of great stuff around the draft, and he's a really passionate Bengals fan. Um, starts in the shower, fair enough, as we all do. Yeah, then in the enough. car on my way to work, and on my. Din- How's he listening to it in the shower on his radio? You're I guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and on my dinner with a coffee and a cig. Only met Paul recently. Sorry, only met Paul personally and truly is as nice a bloke as expected. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, not looking forward to meeting Nathan as <laughs> I'll be taking money off him the first time we meet, so I'll feel awkward. Uh, we'll, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Uh, Favourite pod was probably the Christmas one last year. Had such a lovely feel and could just picture you in an old-fashioned pub by the fire with your Bengals Christmas jumpers on while serenading players that nobody in the pub has any clue about. That was mad, that Which was. all makes it that bit better. So just to give it a bit of context, go back and listen to our Christmas episode, because I say we do like to make up some Bengals songs, you know, kind of take popular songs, replace them with Bengals lyrics, and then have a sing. Um, we took it really to the next level, the Christmas episode, didn't we? We were in the Pineapple That's Pub. quite surreal, really, wasn't it? Um, and I thought, it's Pineapple Pub in Kentish Town in North London... It's great boozer, one of my favourites, and um, they've got a little snug area, mm. a kind of at a fire, and it's like got a couple of sofas, just perfect for recording a podcast. And you can draw a curtain, so it's a nice little secluded area. Mm. And normally it's pretty quiet up there. Yeah, yeah. And we got there that night, heaving, and it was absolutely heaving. Yeah. So basically, there was all kinds of things, you know. And the other thing was, uh, once we got into the snug, the fire was on full blast, so there was a <laughs> roaring fire. And I remember it being the hottest place. It was like yeah, it was a sauna in that. Gaff, it was like it? sitting in the centre of the earth, really, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. it um, and I'd hire. Well, I I worked at a place, and I knew someone who was in a choir. So I asked that choir, like an amateur choir, <laughs> to come along and sing some Bengals Christmas carols. You know, like Christmas carols, as you would, as you would. <laughs> and um, so they rocked up. There was about eight of them. <laughs> so stupid. And then there it? was us in the uh, in the, <laughs> and Mike Smith was there. And Mike he? Smith uh, was there. Um, uh, uh, and we closed the curtain. They started singing, 
And then we poked her at her, and everyone was just like, what the hell are they singing about? <laughs> but you've got to paint it. I mean, it's just mad. Like, well, at one point I was sat there, and there's these, um, I think there was uh, what, eight of them, weren't there? Yeah, just sat there, yeah. like, really professional, like, you know, going yeah. through, like, really like, doing their warming up lyrics <laughs> yeah, and I stuff. I know, right? And there's us three just sat there with a pint in their hand, like, absolute plonkers. And yeah. they're, they're singing songs about, like, you know, Giovanni Bernard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chen Tyler Ivers. <laughs> One of the most surreal things that you'll ever experience. It was great though, wasn't it? Oh, um, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was a great podcast. So Sam's referring to that and hopefully we'll do something similar for, for Christmas, yeah, uh, yeah. this coming Christmas. Um, all right, we'll take a break from the correspondence. It's time. I put together a little montage of our favourite moments uh, and I think, you know, the Christmas carols will be in there. So have a listen to this. I am absolutely buzzing off my nut. Well, we have a genuine legend on the line, not just a Bengals legend, but an NFL legend. He is the one and only Anthony Munoz. Anthony, are you there? I am here. How are you doing today? I'm at, so I'm absolutely delighted and even honoured to say that on the line is none other than the original number 14 quarterback, Ken Anderson. Kenny, are you there? I am here and I'm glad to be talking to you guys. Okay, our special guest this week is a bona fide Bengals legend. Dave Lapham, are you there? I am. How you doing, Paul? Nathan, how's it going, guys? Uh, it's Solomon Wilkett. Solomon, are you there? Well, I'm here and glad to be on with you. And thank you for that warm introduction. Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. I think what Van Pelt might be... Might who knows? We're speculating wildly. Yet Van again. Pelt. Van Pelt. His name is Van Pelt. Um, and he blows things up in a vest. He's got a mullet and a mustache. Paul's having too much fun with this. Yeah, I know. I could go. He could be like a regular character in this podcast. <laughs> Alex Van Pelt. Can we just cut this podcast short and say, no, 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 no wait, wait, no, let no, me no. cut it here. I've been sitting with Paul, we're having a lovely conversation about the NFL, and Paul is getting messages on OKCupid, and he's trying to reply to them on this podcast. I'm like, not trying to reply to them, I'm trying to hide them from Nathan, because I know exactly what he's going to say. <laughs> the message is from a nice lady called Betsy. Jimmy and Yumi have bought us uh, something to, to kind of snack on during the... It's a Japanese snack. And what's the Japanese name for this, Jim? Uh, so, squid is uh, Ika. Ika? And, uh, huh? Sakika. So, this is Sakika. Sakika. Yeah, Sakika. And do you want to tell us what it is? Uh, it's basically uh, dried squid. God, it smells so more strong. More. It right, smells so strong. <laughs> Paul, what are you saying? Can I what's your first verdict? Oh, he's looking a bit. He's looking a bit nervous. That's actually really nice. Is it? Right. Hold on. Let me. Hold on. You keep talking. I've got to chew this. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Cincinnati Live. Yay! And now, well, I promised a special guest, and joining us now from Los Angeles. Yes, Los Angeles is our favourite NFL Network broadcaster. It's Colleen Wolf, everybody. Colleen, are you there? I am. You know what? I bet you tell all the NFLers <laughs> that, don't you? Oh, I love it. Oh, mate. And yes, on the line from, I'm guessing, Cincinnati. Uh, he can he can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's our very own Pro Bowl punter, Kevin Huber. Kevin, are you there? Hey, how's it going? 
So, yes, on the line from inside Paul Brown Stadium is none other than Bengals.com senior writer Jeff Hobson, the only person we've had on the show twice. Jeff, welcome back. Paul, thanks a lot. It's great to be on. Great to be with you and Nathaniel. Tremendous. Nathaniel, wow. I bet only your mother calls you Nathaniel, right? <laughs> That's very British of you there, Jeff. <laughs> Um, you mentioned your love of, uh, in the last time you came on, you mentioned your love of um, The Crown, the Netflix series The Crown. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did say to you that the next time you come on, we're going to do a quiz. Jeff, I've had a look at the questions. Oh, they look bloody hard, so good luck. Welcome to a very special edition of Bengals UK Mastermind. Uh, we have our next test contestant. Would you like to take a seat there? Thank you. Your, na- your, na- your name, please, sir. Jeff Hobson. And your occupation? Sports writer. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me seven colors and six for the Five AJ Greens, four Tyler boys, three Billy Rays, two John Higgins, and a Dalton touchdown throw. Anyway, um, speaking of animals, um, <laughs> let's bring in a spe- very special guest. Defensive end, Carlos Dunlap. Carlos, are you there? Now, Carlos, obviously you're a big fan favourite, both in the US and in the UK. Um, we know hey, you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I do have an idea, Carlos. I hope you don't mind. Um, my idea is to get Drew Rosenhaus, Mr. Brown, in your kitchen, fly your mum, Diane, up, get her to cook one of her legendary meals, and they can all sort it, round, sort it out round a dinner table. How does that sound? <laughs> I, I don't think Mr. Brown likes the spices that my mom would put in, in, in him. Uh, but the voice you heard the most was that of head coach Sam Weish. And I'm delighted to say, like genuinely delighted to say that Sam is on the line now. Sam, are you there? I am here. Looking forward to talking to you. I want to hear all about what I don't know. <laughs> That's a solid handle, that is. <laughs> so there we go. Nathan, <laughs> bring back any memories? Yeah, some fantastic ones in there, aren't there? So, right. so, real... so tell us your, some of your, your... We heard Ken and uh, Carlos in there. Yeah. I loved the, the fact that we, we, we gave Jeff Hobson a, a mastermind-style yeah. quiz. He's quite good on that as well. He was he? quite good, and he's a good sport, uh, is old Jeff, so uh, we hope to get him back on as well, our old chum. I think my funniest moment on this podcast, certainly not at the time, but in hindsight... Yeah. Was the Ken Anderson interview, and I and think that it was, was that was really. I mean, we know. I think we had Lindsay on yeah. first as one of our first guests, and um, 
But Ken Anderson really was the big... And we were both really... I mean, especially you. I, I, was, mean, I, was, I was definitely nervous. But I, you, I, I think, because obviously, you know, back in the day, you watch it. But it'd be like me interviewing Andy Dalton in like 15 years. You know what yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I, I just couldn't... I mean, I, I'd met him um, yeah. as we did at the pub. Yeah, the Bengals yeah. pub in 2016 when they came over. Yeah. And I couldn't quite believe I was like like talking to Ken, An- Ken yeah, Anderson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but so to get in for the pod, that was a big deal. Massive. And, and what and a lovely bloke. And right? also, it was t- towards the beginning when we were doing the pod, so you wanted to make sure like we had the proper gear and we looked like we knew what we were doing and it <laughs> flowed well. And the funniest thing was we get him on and we've got, you know, when we first started out, Paul and I very regimented. We had three questions each. and like He'd answer what he asked, well, then I'd ask one, and it would go back and forth, and it was quite yeah, nice. Yeah. Now, just as we get Ken on, up until that point, we've ran about half an hour perfect. There's no distractions, nothing. We're on there. Paul asks his, asks his first question. And you start hearing in the background, loud. I've never heard a louder in my life. Like really loudly, like to the point it was like deafening in the background. That's, that's, that's Quill, the cat. And your cat. And I remember like both of us were panicking because we were like, we've got Ken Anderson, like the Bengals. And all like, we can hear in the background you is, you know, meow. more or less Hall of Fame quarterback, Ken Anderson. And we're both like, what the f-? Yeah. You know, there's this cat going mad. So you get up to go and, like, have a word. And it completely threw out the rhythm because I didn't know what questions were going well, on. Well, no, if you remember, and I, he, a piece of wire got caught yeah, up. and the whole so thing So I came pulled out. off my, um, basically, a piece of, the, the microphone wire got caught up in my trousers. And I leapt up to go and sort the oh, cat out and mate. turned to go away and shut up. <laughs> And of course, my microphone stand went flying as I went oh, mate. going out, and you were left. I think the recorder was sort of dangling off the side <laughs> of the table, and you had to just—I was just, like, no, oh, just go, just just, just make a talking. question up. So I was just like, so, so Ken, how was your trip to London? Just anything? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Outrageous. Yeah, and and Quill used to make quite a lot of uh, cats. Just know those stuff like that, didn't they? He knew full well when Ken Anderson was coming on. That's well, when he was <laughs> going to make his racket. <laughs> He knew that was... He went to correspondence. He, was, was he on, is he, a Bengal cat as well. Yeah, so, is, yeah. you know, uh, although unfortunately we don't see him anymore. He's buggered off pretty much. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's a delinquent cat and he after only comes you, in for a bit of food. After he you throttled him after. After I had a word with him after the Ken Anson. Uh, RSPCSA, you're not, if you're listening, that's not true. Um, <laughs> any other favourite moments? Um... I really enjoyed having Colleen Wolf on. I thought she was a really good laugh. And some of the people that I think when you get them on, like because we obviously speak to them, you know, for a few minutes before yeah. um, people listen to the interview. I remember she was like on the, the motorway and she was like, oh, I can't speak now. You're on speaker. Um, you know, can I can I call you back? If I... And it's just pick the effort people go to to sort of make some time to speak to two random geezers yeah. from London doing a podcast. And Colleen's got no affiliation with Cincinnati or no. the Bengals. No, She's right. just a very good journalist, does a great job. So I think, you know, you got. And there's been many people that you know the time they've given out of their schedules to come and you know have a chat, and sometimes it does go on a lot longer than ten minutes. And I think that's just been really nice to sort of you know have a chat with these people and then give their time up. So that's a couple of things. I the Dan Horde thing was great. Okay, well let's break off there. If you don't, let's listen to the Dan Horde thing because um, the Dan Horde thing, the Dan Horde thing, and let's put a bit of context uh, behind this uh, and around this. So basically, I asked Dan to come on to the show, and he was very good enough to say yes. And then I had this idea. I got back to him and said, look, Dan, I know this is weird, but would you mind, <laughs> if I sent you a script, would you mind uh, kind of doing a bit of commentary for us? And this is what happened. I asked, uh, I asked you to do us a little favour. 
earlier on in the week and, and very uh, thankfully and we're very grateful for the fact that you've actually done this. Nathan doesn't know what this is going to be, uh, but um, I've asked Dan to do an exclusive piece of commentary for Cincinnati. Um, so let's let's play what Dan has, has helped us with here. Hold on a second. Fasten your seatbelts, Bengals fans. It all comes down to this. The Bengals bidding to go to the Super Bowl for the first time in 30 years here of all places at Heinz Field, the home of their biggest rival, the dreaded, hated Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember, Andy Dalton, Tyler Eifert, and a host of starters out injured, and the Bengals have rookies all over the field. It seems impossible. Under center, the undrafted free agent quarterback from Essex, England, Nathan Palmer, no relation to Carson, and he's gone four of six on this drive. Now, what can he do? With only eight seconds left on the clock, the Bengals down 26-21. So they have to score a touchdown to become AFC champions. They come out of the huddle, and there's another undrafted free agent in the backfield from Leamington Spa, Paul Hirons, the only healthy running back left on the team. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. A.J. Green split to the left, Tyler Boyd out to the right, and Alex Erickson in the slot. Here we go. Fourth down and 10 from the Pittsburgh 24. Hirons goes in motion and lines up as a receiver. Here comes the shotgun snap. Palmer looking to throw. He escapes a hit. He's forced to scramble to the right. Under pressure, he throws. It's bobbled. It's juggled. It's caught. Touchdown, Bengals! The two Brits sink pits, and the Bengals are headed to the Super Bowl after beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that might be the best thing that I've ever heard, the best minute and a half of my life. I mean, like you, I think you said at the end of that, that could have been the best day of your life, wasn't it? Yeah, incredible, yeah. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Because you've been listening to him for years doing it, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, absolutely unreal. Absolutely, and uh, that was a funny moment. There was, I mean, my personal favourite was Sam Weish. I mean, yeah, I have to yeah, say, yeah. just because it was he, a good interview that was. He, well, it was just amazing to get him. Really, yeah, and yeah. What a, a get! I, mean, I keep saying it, but isn't it amazing that all your heroes, all the heroes that we've talked to, Dunlap? Yeah, that was amazing. Dunlap was unreal, and he's a really good laugh. Uh, for me, Sam Weish and Ken Anderson. Yeah. Um, uh, who else did you? Colleen Wolf. I mean, you were a big, Wolf, that was a big really. deal for you, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And all the guys that we and David Fulcher the other day. Anthony Munoz. Is Munoz. He's such a nice bloke. When but he's just so all friendly. He does like, so much good work in the community. Like. Un- but they're all unbelievably nice people. Yeah. And it's like they say, never meet your heroes. But I can tell you what, they, those people the thing are. Thing is, you're gonna <laughs> people are gonna go through a list who we've not seen. The great guy, they're gonna know. Oh, I didn't like I know, him. I know. Well, we've been very lucky because everyone has been really. There's nice, genuinely. Actually. I'm not even just saying this so we get more guests. There's not been anyone that I've been like once we got off the phone, been like quite. And only I think two people have turned us down. Yeah. And, and no one has cancelled. We've never been sat there and, no, been that's like, right. and been like, all right, we're here for the podcast. And then we've rang them up. Solomon Wilcox nearly yeah. wheeled on for a while there. And Dunlap actually was about, we waited for about two hours. But you know, you, you wait for those kind oh, of people. Oh, of course you do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's get back to, as I say, there's two people that have turned us down. And I'm not going to reveal who they are. <laughs> so if you want to guess who they are, dear listeners, you can do. Uh, let's get back to the correspondence. Beth Harcourt at B Harcourt. Uh, my favourite moment is the Sam Weish interview 
and the music is always outstanding. Listening across the pond in Dallas, Texas, usually while doing the laundry. Best Bengals podcast by far. Wow, that's there high you praise. Go. Beth, thank you so much. Thank um, you, Beth. Uh, yeah, hopefully um, you'll be enjoying this one. Uh, Martin Greer, Martin Greer, 73, another long-time correspondent. Uh, memory's terrible, but love the Sam Weish and Dave Lappin podcast especially. Normally listen with the headphones on whilst having a crap or doing <laughs> some chores. Nathan, mix and train to look forward to again. Um, brilliant. Thanks for that image, Martin. It's funny. Isn't it weird, though, where people do listen to you? I sometimes think that. I'll just be like walking around the house and be like, there might be someone like, you've got someone like Beth listening in Dallas. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you know what I mean? It's weird, isn't it? And Martin, why he's on the toilet, you know. <laughs> Exactly, eh? we probably best move on from and that. And Jimmy naked in Tokyo. Let's move on from that one as well. <laughs> Matt Gibbs at Wakey Ram. Uh, it's you two. Great to listen to two friends talking Bengals. Often very funny and great guests. Also, best intro, intro music in all of podcast land. Friends is pushing it, isn't it? <laughs> well, exactly. You should see what goes off behind the mic. Good colleagues, more like. Colleague. Acquaintances <laughs> that, you know, I barely acknowledge him, really. Um Chris Hood at uh, Who Day uh, CP. Hello, Chris. Uh, the perfect song was a standout moment. I tend to listen to the podcast while jogging. I listen to it as I find the length and style the most engaging of the Bengals podcast. As others have said, it's like we're still at the pub, the Admiralty, having a chat over a few beers. The only problem, or the one problem with jogging and listening to the podcast is when I start laughing as I run past <laughs> random strangers. Thank you, Chris, and thank you for all your uh, Cheers, correspondence Chris. and help over the years. Um, <laughs> and our podcast seems to get seems to be getting longer and longer. So I don't uh, know whether that's a good thing for you, Chris, or not. He's uh, going to run out of get, steam, and if well, he's jogging, and he jogs to the must be getting him fit. Yeah, exactly, we should yeah. release this as a fitness video. That could be the next <laughs> thing. Um, he mentioned the perfect song, and uh, we'll play that a bit later on. Um, but as I say, we, we do enjoy a good... I actually hate the songs, but I thought the perfect one was quite funny, actually. I, yeah. I was cracking up at that. Well, let's, let's listen to one of our songs. <laughs> it, this, this is what happened when Preston Brown joined the Bengals in 2018. Are you ready, Nathan? Listen, this is, if you could do the sort of statistics here of like user drop-off, it's going like, <laughs> to be like Niagara Falls when this comes on. All right, here we go. This is for you, Preston Brown. <laughs> Hope you're listening, Preston. You better bloody be. Preston Brown, linebacker stud. Through the A gap is where he runs. Throughout the fight, with all his might, never a down with Preston Brown. Preston Brown, he came from the Bills. Now he's home to give us all thrills. Minter is gone, Vontaze is done. For four weeks he's back in town. He's our Preston Brown. Well, 
There we go. Rapturous applause from the crowd. I, I hate these singing things because I at my singing ability, if we go back to what we did earlier, is probably a two, <laughs> maybe a one out of ten. And Paul is at least a seven or an eight. You should listen to him. He's a quality singer. So oh. it suits him and not me. You absolutely hated doing that, didn't you? <laughs> oh, mate. I, when, we, when you first <laughs> messaged me, you were like, I've got an idea. We're going yeah. to sing some songs on the podcast. And I remember being like, oh, no. I was like, he can't. What's wrong with the geezer? Because we'd done some carols before, hadn't yeah. we? Yeah. And that was just and me I'd, and you. I'd winced my way through them. Yeah, yeah. And then I was trying to talk you out of it. I remember oh, being like, oh, come on, mate. Why don't we just see how, but that was see how it goes? Preston Brown, the Preston Brown song was Mike Smith's idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I must, I must mention the other guys who are in the sort of Bengals UK group, Mike and uh, Matt Moon and Jamie. Uh, Roe and Matt Catterall and Tim Knowles Simon Hunter Simon Hunter who's obviously stepped in when, yeah, you, when yeah. you've been away he did a really good job as he well. did a fantastic either. and that was another great moment yeah surprising him with Ross uh, when Ross Tucker came on yeah, because yeah, yeah. obviously Simon used to be the ESPN uh, kind of football today super fan for the Bengals and he used to take a bit of a pummeling from Ross I remember <laughs> uh, Ross Tucker's terrible English accent uh, so I thought I'd reunite them and that was really cool and yeah, Ross yeah. agreed to come onto the show and they had a right all good chin wag together um, but yeah J- you know Jamie writes some of the lyrics to those songs yeah, uh, yeah. you know um, uh, Mike Smith chips in with stuff Matt Moon chips in with loads of stuff uh, everyone's got good ideas so uh, it's, 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 it's a team effort really um, Okay, back to the correspondences. Don't worry, Zach Taylor is coming up soon. Uh, Peter Dadwell at Dadders, and, and Pete has been, uh, you know, um, he's been on the podcast a few times. One as part of our draft panel, and uh, one, I think, when, when you were away on your honeymoon, actually. Yeah. Uh, we did like a, I did a round the houses thing. That was I good, that. Yeah, it was fun, wasn't it? Um, so, Pete, thank you for all your help and support. Um, uh, Paul and Nathan bring up their half century with a nerdle to the leg side and a sneakily scampered single. The crowd stand as one in appreciation for a well-crafted 50. It's good knock 50, isn't it? You good get knock, 50 sorry. at Lord's. But you want to go on to get a big one, though, Yeah, you? you've got to go on. Um, I saved the pod to listen to almost exclusively for my commute to work, driving through beautiful Chatsworth Estate, dodging the sheep, and dear, early on my misty early mornings... Uh, it's Pride and Prejudice meets a professional US sports team 3,850 miles away in a digital world. If Paul is Mr. Darcy, I'm sorry, Nathan, you're no Kieran Knightley. Um, it's a lovely backdrop to enjoying, to enjoy, to, it's a lovely backdrop to enjoy a pod, a very English take on an American sport that distinguishes the pod from the usual American media approach, innuendo, very often bubbles under the surface. I often wonder what US listeners would make of it, how much they wouldn't understand. Recently, I asked at Bengals captain, who admitted that he's had to ask Mrs. Google to explain a few things. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's, I mean, I mean, I, you know, um, me and Jeremy and you are actually are quite mm. good friends with the Connollys, aren't they? And we yeah, can't yeah. thank those guys enough for their support. Jeremy and Jess are great. And uh, the Bomb Squad. And even and also, we should mention, while we're talking tailgates here, uh, Jim Foster and his, his amazing tailgate as well. Mm. And all the correspondence and help and, and fun we all have together. And I think that's one of, been one of the nicest things, actually, making friends and amount, uh, with people over in Cincinnati and on 
you know, within the, within America. You know, that's been a really nice thing. And you know, Jeremy, I, you know, when I went to Cincinnati last, we had a really nice chat about the pod, and he said, "This is what people love this pod for. Just don't change it. Yeah, Keep yeah. being as British as you can because it feels authentic and it feels." fun yeah. and we we really love it so uh, i've always kept that in mind so jeremy and jess and jim thank you very much we've been too nice on a poll everyone's fantastic we need to start who can we slag off we need to start talking some trash about people mate there's been there's been you know what i mean isn't there's been too nice all right well um mike smith who incidentally credit to mike smith uh, we're not going to trash him but um <laughs> We're just going to trash Mike for 10 minutes. No, yeah, we're going to roast him for 10 minutes. Um, uh, Mike Smith, who is at Solid Handle. Solid Handle. Literally. Um, he, he he is the founder of Bengals UK. Yeah, he is. Um, so we should, you know, doff our cap to Mike, really. Yep. And he stays in the background and lets us get on with it. Uh, we, well, he's we got a little one now, is not he? He has, yeah. He has a lovely little girl. Uh, he says any he's happy with any referral to a suplex. <laughs> um, a suplex. We can't have the suplex story on the Zach Taylor episode. The interview with Ken Anderson was <laughs> immense, and Preston Brown linebacker stud. And of course, we've just played uh, Preston Brown. What what is it for first time listeners? What is this nonsense about suplexing? Why? Well, I, I mean. It's not for a start, it's not nonsense. This is the funniest thing about this story is that people genuinely think I've made it up as a laugh. Paul and I, one of the first times I met Paul, we went out drinking in Kentish Town. We had too much lager. It's not a lie. It's not a lie. We had too much lager. Policeman came over to Paul, had a bit of a word with him, and Paul <laughs> sort of drunkenly <laughs> lifted him as a joke, but like lifted him over his head into a fisherman suplex. And landed him on the pavement on the side of the road. See, the thing is with this, right? When you first mentioned that, in the I group, literally, I, I can't believe he didn't arrest you for it as well. Well, he was sort of laughing thing, and joking as well. But it was a—he went about seven foot in the air that geezer. <laughs> when you first mentioned that within the group, everyone was like in hysterics and they like, go, "No, no." And I literally was like, because I don't know wrestling at all. I was like, I don't even know how. How can you accuse me of something when I don't even know what a suplex is? I genuinely don't know what a suplex is. Was that an I'd, accidental suplex? I don't know. I, don't, I know now what a suplex is. Because you sort of lifted is. him as you, as you were sort of See, falling. See, you've got to admire lift. Nathan's no, tenacity you, with this. Because I literally remember when you had him up, because you were like picking him up like, Ooh, and then you sort of lifted him backwards and dropped him on his yeah, head. Yeah, But he was a good laugh, to be fair. He had a good laugh. Yeah, yeah if, didn't he? if he existed. Uh, <laughs> Matthew Moon, who has done lots of fantastic work for Bengals UK. Thank you, Matt. Uh, when Bodine came up in conversation, it always reminds me of Jamie's version of Good King Wenceslas. Um, Good King Dalton last looked out on a decent O-line when Andrew Whitworth was about, but now we're stuck with Bodine. <laughs> so, cool. you know, this, you is, this is, I think that's the, that was one of the Christmas carols, not this year, but the previous year. Wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. it was amazing. So Tom McDowell uh, at, uh, I can't remember, he's got one of those unpronounceable Twitter handles. Why get Dubuis? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a very nice man. Go and look him up. Uh, one of my favourite moments was Munoz telling you his favourite beer was Modeo and turning up <laughs> on a Modeo advert the following week. Uh, oh, and the Xmas Choir, a huge effort. Um yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? That was it? funny. I remember thinking that was an odd choice. It's a Mexican beer. So let's, again, put some context, because yeah. you you ask all our guests what kind of beer they like to drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. We've changed that slightly, haven't we? Yeah, what yeah. do you ask them now? Ask them where they go out for a night in a town. Right, yeah. Um, 
and uh, <laughs> and you used to ask uh, each guest what beers they yeah, they, yeah. they enjoy drinking. Uh, uh, and Paul and Jim and, and Fletcher like the kind of craft stuff that's coming yeah. out since Kevin Uber as well, yeah. Hoobs likes a craft beer, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but Anthony Munoz gave us a very specific beer. <laughs> yeah, just sort of like a standard sort of like I mean, Modelo is like massive in the US, isn't it? It's like a Mexican beer. Um, and I remember him saying that. And I was thinking that was a good answer, you know, interesting, like just sort of more of a sort of like macro brewery beer. And then I, was, we, I thought you were there, weren't you? We were, were we watching the game together that weekend. Yeah. And who comes? It's Roberto Garza, Antti Munoz, drinking a couple of Modellos. There's a TV so, advert with Antti Munoz saying, <laughs> Modelo is great. And it's like, that's why you said Modelo. So he basically used an old podcaster. He, he, to, got, he got a phone call from us. He thought, I know, I'll go on in there and plug the Modellos. Absolutely. Um, and finally, Jamie at Tech White Beaster says... Perfect day was certainly something. I think that was that. <laughs> I think that's where. And again, your face. Again, we. Anyway, I'll just read out the tweet and put it into context. Uh, perfect day was something. I think that was where it might have peaked. I think getting Sam White on was an incredible coup. Uh, it's not every day you get a Super Bowl head coach on your little old podcast, and that's oh, yeah, very true. That's true. But the the perfect day thing again—it was a song that we sang uh, <laughs> when Vontae's perfect left for the Raiders. We thought we'd pay a bit of a tribute to him, and uh, <laughs> and again, your face is just like, do I have to do this? I was creasing up it like, halfway through that. It was a funny, it was good yeah, lyrics. I've got to say, and we'll be playing that right at the end of the show. That's probably our most requested. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of segment. Funny thing with the podcast is the first probably ten episodes we were quite. I was quite drunk on some of those early yeah, ones. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And we sort of toned it back a bit with the old uh, the sauce. Well, I think we have to really because you know I think we've discussed this off air, <laughs> and you know if we if we want to continue to get the same the caliber of guests. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. We can't be effing and jeffing too much. No, 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 no. And speaking of guests, uh, let's go. I think it's time, isn't it? It's his time. It's time for the most high-profile guest we've ever had. So sit back and enjoy 10 Minutes with Zach Taylor. Well, uh, I did promise you something special for our 50th episode, and I'm absolutely delighted to say, and also uh, it feels a bit surreal, but I'm going to go with it because I'm assured that he is on the line. It's head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, Zach Taylor. Coach Taylor, are you there? I'm here, Paul and Nathan. I appreciate you all having me on. Wow, what a thrill to talk to you, uh, Coach. Um, now, you've been you've been head coach for around 100 days now. now. Um, has it been an absolute whirlwind for you? To an extent, you know, nothing unexpected. I know that there was going to be a lot of hard work in front of our staff, but... Um, that was the first step was establishing a great group of people that, that we're going to work with and achieve great things here. And I think we've done that. So, um, yeah, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, but we've also got a lot accomplished and still have a lot more to go. So I'm interested. What was the first thing you did when you shut the door? You met everyone coming into the building. You finally got a private moment to yourself. What was the first thing that you did when you shut the door in your head coach's office? I thought to myself, well, what do I do now? <laughs> uh, no, you know, it's uh, the first thing we did was get our staff established. So when I got hired, you know, we had not hired all of our coaches yet. So um, that that part.
part took, you know, a couple weeks to get done, um, and we spent a lot of time on that, making sure that we got the right people, but probably shortly after my opening press conference, I got right on the phone and started trying to get people in here to, that I knew I'd get a chance to work with for the years to come. Coach, um, when you were um, preparing for the interview, I know a lot of people said that in the interview process you blew the team away and that was one of the key reasons um, for them hiring you as coach. What did you look for and what was the, what sort of preparation went into that process? Well, I, I didn't look for much. I just spoke what I believed. And I'd been at a really good place that had won a lot of games and had great leadership from amongst the players and the coaches. And so... I just spoke about the things that I believed in that we, I thought we needed to accomplish every single day and how to build the right culture that would lead to a winning organization. And you know, I think when you're speaking from the heart, people tend to, to believe what you're saying because you believe in it. And so it wasn't like we went through this big book of things I just wrote on paper. It was more just spoke from the heart and, and was honest with them. And if there were, there were any questions they had, I wanted to make sure that I clarified them before they made a decision on their coaching hire. So uh, it must have worked. <laughs> and we're glad it did. It's, it's great to have you aboard. So, uh, at the, you mentioned one of those words there, and the words that we've been hearing in press conferences uh, and articles are the words culture and also things like energy as well. Uh, can you expand on that? What do these words mean to you, and and how do you go about instilling these values into your players? Well, every team runs very similar plays. They have the same X's and O's, and it's what is your organization built upon in the locker room. And so when you face adversity like every single team does, what's the culture in that locker room? And what are the guys made of? And do they believe in each other? Is there a standard that they know that they have to hold themselves to? And I think that that's, that's what we're, we're working on building right now. Our players have done a great job buying in. Uh, they believe in it. And so, you know, it's a process that doesn't happen overnight. You know, it starts in the meeting rooms, and then spills over to the practice fields and then in September it'll it'll be on the field on game day so it's just getting the players to understand what those standards are and holding themselves and holding the other players to those standards and once we get there we'll have a really good team do you think it's uh, it's just a process of repetition and drilling those kind of values into the players on an almost daily basis is it yeah it's not just just repping just a rep it's understanding to do it with the perfect technique um, and everything that goes into that. So, again, it's not just doing something just to do it. It's doing it the right way and having an intent in mind. And, you know, once once we see our players understanding that, then that's when, you know, we'll, we'll be able to put our best foot forward. Coach, we've had free agency and recently the draft. Um, how would you assess the state of the team at the moment? Are, they, are you looking possibly to add any more players, or are you quite happy with the roster at the moment and how it's set? I'm happy with it. You're always looking to add uh, players that you think can help you. Um, but right now, I, I really liked how free agency went. I think we added some good pieces on both sides of the ball in the draft. We certainly hit some some areas we felt like we needed to hit. And so right now, really in the summer, you're just looking if you have an injury or two and you need to add some bodies, you tend to do that. But, um, you know, we're at our 90-man limit right now. So uh, we feel very comfortable with where we're at. And, We'll get the most out of this group and get going into training camp here in two months. Now, Coach, um, you mentioned the draft there. Did you enjoy the whole process? I did. You know, uh, Duke, Cabin, Duke Tobin and the personnel staff really do a great job over the course of the year researching these players and um, forming opinions on them and then combining that with what the coaches see. And so I felt like the communication in that process was excellent. 
and we ended up on the same page there on draft day, and we got the players that we targeted that were going to help our roster and help our locker room. And so I really was excited with how that process went. I feel like we got a lot done there. Um, and, and from that draft, I think, most people took away from from uh, the team's hall is that um, you were trying to create... Uh, if you look at the offensive line now, for instance, and the running backs room and the wide receivers and the linebackers and the secondary, all over the team, actually, it looks as though from the outside looking in that you're trying to create some really intense competition there. Would that be fair to say? And if so, I mean, it sounds like an obvious question, but I'll ask it anyway. Um, what, what, what does that breed in the players, do you think? Yeah, I think the competition brings out the best in everybody. And the players all know that, that everybody in here wants to win. And we're just trying to, to find ways to push our team to that limit to where we get the most wins out of them. And, um, you know, in the NFL, you're, you're going to face competition. Nobody expects a job just to be handed to them. So I don't think that surprises any of the players when you bring some young guys in the building. And, um, again, we just want to be the best Bengals team that we can. And so we, we feel like we added the right pieces. And our veterans are going to do a great job bringing them along and help us build a great team. Coach, when you took the job, um, was there one player or a, a particular position group that you were most excited to start working with? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, you know, they're all my favorites, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good answer. Um, you know, it's, we know that we have a great team, and uh, the thing that's encouraging is that there was the right mix of young players and veterans that are about the right stuff and are very eager to win. And I know last year was a difficult year for them, but. Um, they're ready to get back to their winning ways that they've experienced, you know, over the last decade here. And so uh, it, it really is collectively a really good group of guys that that just want to win and want to do whatever it takes to win. And so that's all you can ask for as a coach. Um, a lot of people have been uh, speculating, I guess, uh, about your time in the, Ram, uh, the Rams and whether that whole kind of, certainly offensively, that whole kind of outside zone, lots of play action, will be coming to Cincinnati. Now, I don't expect you to give us uh, an answer now because we, we haven't even started camp, but what can we expect to see from the team and the, and the style of play, do you think? Well, it certainly was a productive offense uh, the last two years, and um, it would be silly just to throw all the stuff you learn there away. But every, every, every team's personnel is a little bit different, so you got to find what your players do best and maximize that. And I felt that it was important that we added coaches that were not part of the Rams, you know, and had other backgrounds offensively to, to try to add to that and help it continue to evolve and make it our own. And that's really what we're working on right now. Um, so you'll see some similarities that you saw in L.A., and you'll also see some things that some of the other coaching staff members have done over the course of their years. So we feel excited about the direction of the offense. And then Lou Anarumo on defense coming from the Giants, you know, he's got a great extensive background on that side of the ball. and. We'll bring some different stuff to that side, and, and Darren Simmons, our special teams coordinator, has done a great job here over, over well over a decade now, and so uh, we feel like we got three good coordinators in place and a lot of really good, talented position coaches as well. Now, just got one final question for you because obviously we know that you're a busy, busy man, and uh, we can't thank you enough for the time, Coach. Um, you've been to the London to London with the Rams, so you know how passionate fans here in the UK are. Uh, so you can understand how massively excited. Bengals fans are here uh, to get the team back this autumn. Um, here's your chance to send a message to British Bengals fans. Uh, what do you say to us over here? 
we're expecting a great turnout when we come there in October to play against the Rams, and we're going to need all your support because uh, we're going to bring a really good team over there, and we're going to need all the help we can. It's a, it's a great opponent that we'll be facing, and so we need you guys to cheer loudly. And I need to hear a lot of who days as we get off the bus so we know you're there. But we're really excited to come see all of our great fans over there. Great stuff, Coach. Um, Once again, we're so excited to see what you're going to bring to the team. We can't wait for the season to roll round. I'm sure you can't either. But in the meantime, um, thanks so much. As I said, this is our 50th episode, so it really has been something special. We can't thank you enough. Well, happy 50 to you, Paul, and you, Nathan, and, and uh, to all the Bengals fans over there in, in the UK. We're excited to have you all, and who day? Who day to you, Coach. Who day, Coach. Thank you. You bet. So there we go. There's Zach Taylor. Uh, we can't thank uh, Coach Taylor enough for spending 10 minutes with us, and I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm on board. Oh, mate. I was, I was so, so impressed with the confidence of his answers, the way he speaks. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have said that interview he gave with the Bengals was, um, as I talked about in one of the questions, um, blew their socks off to better effect. Yeah. And I, after that interview, I came away from that and I was like, he's got some, he's got some nerve, that geezer. Like he really, I, mean, I think a lot of players, we said on the last podcast, have been saying, you know, he's very attention to detail. He, you know, you kind of listen to him. You want to believe in what he's saying. So that's really given me some confidence going into the next season, hearing what he's saying and the way he said it, you know. And not, not, not to in any way discredit Marvin, but that's the one knock I would have on Marvin a little bit was I always found his responses a little bit sort of textbook, a little bit sort of without any real passion and, and real like conviction. But I love Marvin at pieces, but it's nice to see a change of approach and it's nice to see the confidence and the sort of passion that's in his voice. And he's a new head coach. He's a massive promotion for him. I don't think he would have thought that at the beginning of last season he'd be head coach a year on. So it's a big step up for him and I'm, I'm really excited for what he can bring to the Bengals. No, I absolutely agree with you. And, and, and that confidence, um, and that I think it really shone through, didn't it? And it's, it's been interesting to see the players' responses in some of the locker room interviews they they seem to be kind of like wow you know this is something different there's yeah, a, there yeah, is yeah. a new energy about the place and you can see he's, he's i think he's sort of kitted out the the offices differently he's kind of micromanaging things a lot more he's taking you know almost a hands-on approach to making sure the offense yeah, yeah. offensive players are more accountable for all of their actions um you know there does seem to be you know you look at Listen to Dunlap and AJ Green and yeah, yeah. all those guys that have been there for eight, nine, ten years, and they they seem enthused and refreshed and ready ready to go. Yeah. Um, and listen to BW Webb the other day, uh, who looks like a really cool guy actually. Yeah. Um, but he was saying, you know, you yeah, BW Webb, didn't you? I wouldn't say you I love see, him. I don't know too BW, much about him. You, you said a lot about BWF on this podcast. I, I'm, I'm well, seeing, I just, I just I'm think seeing the was, beginning of a man crush. You think so? You and BWF. Like an odd he, man crush, but nevertheless. Yeah, well, you know, it's opposites attract. You, just, they, like, really? you know when like you fancy someone yeah. and you talk about them a lot? It's so like back at school, you'd be like, oh, so and so, oh, Sally, <laughs> Sally this, Sally that. Oh, I Sally think I might have that. mentioned him twice. You've mentioned podcast. him quite a bit because that's why no, I've, no, I've no. noticed it. Okay. It's like, you and BWF, BWF looks like a cool guy. Well, I'm excited about BWF. <laughs> <laughs> well, old. Uh, Geezer ain't even making a roster, are they? Well, I know, that's the problem. 
But Lou Anaruma has come out and said he loves Beat. He, if I've got oh, my crush, uh, yeah. I've got, I think I've got a rival with <laughs> with Coach Anaruma. But um, no, but he, I mean, Webb was saying that um, um, the offense is running pretty much a lot. You know, a lot of the stuff that we saw from the Rams. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't know. I am quite excited, really. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I'm on board at the moment. With BW Webb or the Bengals? With the Bengals and, and the new energy. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how... No, my, I'm excited my... as well. I mean, th- that interview tipped me over the edge a little bit because I was, uh, you know, we came away from it and I was like, we're going we're gonna to do, do well. Certainly because, you know, you, yeah. and that, not that just because someone's a confident speaker, you can say immediately, you know, all of a sudden we're going to go, you know, 12 and 4 and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But it's certainly refreshing to hear, you know, a young guy with fresh ideas say it confidently, say it with conviction and, you know, seem very passionate about the job he's doing. He's getting involved. He's, like you said, he's hands on. That's what we need. I think that's what yeah. every fan wanted. You know, having had, a, I mean, like with the greatest respect to Marvin, he did a good job in his time there. It was time for a change, yep. and the change looks like what we all wanted. Whether or not the results are what we wanted, <coughs> well, we'll no, wait this and see. is the thing: the crucial, the the proof of the pudding. He can and all that. He can he talk a, a good, good game. game. Oh, we talk a good game, but we couldn't coach the Bengals. Exactly. You know I mean? Well, I don't know. You know, I, I, <laughs> but you know, I, I think um, you're right. I mean, he's talking a good game, and we're obviously appreciating him coming on and talking directly to British fans as yeah. well. That was really cool ahead of the game here at Wembley Stadium later <laughs> in the autumn. There we go. Uh, you know, in on that pitch, just like, I can just about see it through the through the blinds there. But, um, yeah, just, amazing. Amazing energy. Amazing attention to detail by the yeah, sounds of Yeah, true. It. Uh, but as I say, the proof of the pudding will be, you know, what happens on that pitch. Really quickly. Go on. If me and you were a coach of the Bengals, yeah. right? Taylor's gone, and Mike Brown says, "You know what? I'm installing these I've two guys." I've listened to those guys on the podcast. He's like, those and, are and, amazing. And you know, he, he decided on his last move. He's like, "I'm going to install these two guys. See what happens." Do you think we'd win one game? So if me and you, we, we could what, have, if we have to call players as we, well. Well, no, we just sort of manage it. Okay, so we so say, to, our, so we, it's just Taylor that's gone. Yeah, we okay. install this dual head coach. So we have to give the talks and sort of. Uh, we have to say to Anarumu and um, Callahan. Yeah, we have to say to Anarumu and Callahan. We have to say, look, you know, this is what we're thinking. And they might say to us that we're going, but we have to sort of sign everything off. We're the ones that have to sort of like make the cuts. We have a big say in who gets cut and who yeah. stays. We, you know, on game day, like we're quite, like if you know if, if the clock's running low, we might have to be like, look, well, we need to call a timeout here, son. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, should we keep the field goal? Like, I'd what? love to. Do you reckon we'd win with the roster the Bengals have got one game? Yeah, I reckon we win about five. Really? Seriously. As much as five. And then I think we'd get into it. Can you imagine then... how drunk we'd get if we won a game? I mean, goodness <laughs> Can me. Can you imagine like game one against a seal? Can you imagine like the over? press conferences afterwards? <laughs> Be like, put that Ryan Fitzpatrick one when he dressed up as a porn star. It's absolute shame. I'm coming at him You reckon we'd win gear. five games? Yeah. Why not? If we got the team. Oh, I the players wouldn't respect us at all, though, would they? We're just coming it's with just like... two like slightly fat English kids. <laughs> Smoking on the sideline. <laughs> you smoking on the sideline. You drinking beer. I'm much, yeah, I'm you'd probably be uh, younger than half of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, I don't think no, I reckon getting... three. I reckon four. I, I reckon five games will do. I reckon we'd struggle. Be hard work, I reckon though. we'd struggle to win one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I think it's about time to wrap this up. Um, we do. We've kept something. Um, something from right from the very end, and yeah. uh, it's it's an extra piece of news. Very exciting. Um, it's massive. It is, um, and I, yeah. How should I say? So okay, you know. So uh, 
we're going to have a meetup, a summer meetup in July. Keep uh, teasing us. Uh, on Saturday, July the 27th in North London at the Two Tribes Brewery Trap Tap Room. I'll say that again. When I, I was going to say, that's a tongue twister, that is, isn't the it? Two Tribes Brewery Tap Room in Wait, North that's London. Good. That's good. Uh, the teeth are back in now. Um, <laughs> um, and, we, and there's going to be live bands there. And there are going to be uh, street food bits and pieces there. Sounds unreal, doesn't it? Which sounds great. Yeah. But wait, that's not it. That's not it, is that it? That is not it. We have got together with true. <laughs> we have got together with two tribes, uh, brewery who are an independent brewery in North London, specialising in small batch kind of crafty bits and pieces. We have got together with them. This is exciting. Dun, this is dun, it. Dun, oh, it's to getting... produce our own Bengals UK beer. Madness. It's called Tiger Stripe. Madness. And it should be noted for official reasons that this is not an official Cincinnati Bengals product. It's not affiliated <laughs> with the Bengals in any way. For Mike Brown is suing us. Um, it is just for us. Uh, we wanted to do something to commemorate the fact that the Bengals are coming over in the autumn. Mm. And I couldn't think of anything better than to produce our own beer. Yep. Uh, there is a slight caveat here. It, this beer will only be available on the day itself. Uh, it's not going to be available for resale anywhere else. On StubHub. It's not going to be on StubHub <laughs> like half the NFL tickets. Uh, unfortunately, we've just seen that today already. 28 quid for a can on StubHub. Uh, yeah. Um, but we're getting 200 cans produced and they've all got to go in one day. How many are you going to have at them, son? About I'm going to have 15, a, 20 of them. About 150, I hope. No, um... Yeah, well, who knows? Um, <laughs> we'll see how many people turn up. But if you want to drink Bengals UK beer, then the only way you're going to be able to do that is to come down for a meetup, and that meetup's going to be Saturday, July the 27th. We're going to be pumping it out all over our social media channels. Uh, and Nathan, you were quite excited by that. I, weren't you? I'm, I'm very. I mean, mate, what more do you want? I mean, you've got me. All the meetups we've had have been some really good meetups. And this the, is a summer one. It'd be lovely. Exactly. The first one, the one where we played the Browns was a very good meetup, and we had it on the screen, and we were doing the Bengal bombs. That was really good. The one in Manchester for the drafting was a really good laugh. But I mean, this paint the picture. We've got, we've got a really cool brewery in yep. central London, close to all the national rail stations for everyone coming yep. down. Yep. Yep. You've got street food. Yep. There's already a big event there anyway, isn't it? So it'd be full up with people. It'd be a bat- buzzing atmosphere. It's Saturday night. Yep. It'd be unbelievable energy. It's payday and weekend. We- as payday well. weekend. And you've got 200, I think it's, Yet to be confirmed this, because of course, yeah. tell me if I'm wrong. No, no, no. But yet to be confirmed, it's either going to be a session IPA yes. or a Pilsner. That's right. Absolutely fantastic We're in the summer. We're talking to two tribes at the Absolutely moment. Absolutely fantastic. So that is, you know, mate, I'm buzzing. I'm yeah, buzzing, Yeah, I'm delighted. But as I say, the only way you can drink this beer is to come down to that meetup. That beer is for us on that day. Um, so again, look out for our social media, on our social media channels for... Um, for details of that yeah, but it is yeah, meet up, saturday july the 27th uh, you'll be able to get your hands on some tiger stripe tiger stripe good night you come up with that i did i've already name, designed the labels and everything it's all you, good you to go, branding man. son i know um <laughs> we have got time for one more thing and that is yes it's that time of uh, the episode where nathan gets to rant against something for 30 seconds in papa Dom preach uh, and again, a bit of context if you're a first-time listener. A few months ago or a few episodes ago, whatever it was, 
Nathan had real problems pronouncing the word um, Poppadon. Poppadon. Poppadom. Poppadon. Uh, you pronounce it Poppadon. Anyway, whatever. So <laughs> I thought it would be hilarious or um, to make this into a regular feature and uh, called Poppadon Preach. Because as soon as you said Poppadon, I thought of the Madonna song. And uh, <laughs> so, it, yes, anyway. So this is 30 seconds uh, of Nathan ranting about a subject of his choice. Uh, are you ready, Nathan? Yeah. Okay, your 30 seconds start now. What does one know is people that really hate light beer and they refer to it as, oh, it's like drinking water, it's like drinking piss, it's horrible. Mate, light beer is amazing. It, it, no calories and on a summer's day, it's so refreshing. It goes down a tree. Like you've got your cause Light, your Bud Light. You know, some, you don't want a heavy Pilsner or like these big heavy IPAs all the time. Like I love an IPA as much as the next person, but on a summer's day, outside in a beer garden, you don't want to get too drunk. A nice light beer, mate. That's what it's all about. I don't see why people That's are it. slagging them off. That's a good one. Last week it was avocados. Yeah. or No, not last week, the week before. And now it's light beer. I love and a light beer, and mate. And we're heading into... And it's, and it's getting big now in the UK, because it's massive in the US. You go in every bar, there's Bud Light, there's Coors Light, there's Miller Light, there's Michelob Ultra, and they're starting to bring them over. And I'm lapping them up, mate, in the summer. Just a couple of, like, you, like last night on my terrace, I had a, a Michelob Ultra, right? A bottle of Michelob Ultra. It's delicious. It's really, really cold. Right, okay. I, I, think, I think we, get the, I think we get the point. And, and everyone's slurred. I, I think half our listeners have just turned <laughs> off for that now. Um... Seriously, that's that's all we've got time for. Um, I mean, what an episode! Are we going to make a hundred? Yes, I think so we've got fifty. Like to dad as his. Um, I don't know how we're going to trump this. What we've just done in this episode, because uh, I mean, what more do you want? You've Paul got Brown Stadium, Wembley. That could be an option. Actually, depends on what time of year it falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good show, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, guys, I want you to just to find because I mean, how can we trump this? We've got we're sitting here at Wembley Stadium. Um, we are. We've just had Zach Taylor as our guest, and we've just announced a meetup where we're actually going to have our own beer. Outrageous, isn't it? And that's the, so. That's a pretty good podcast, I think. It's come a long way from when you know the first time we all met. Myself, yourself, Mike Smith, and Simon Hunter. Um, I think actually the first time we all met was me, Mike and Simon actually, yeah. sorry. Yeah. And I, you know, I remember walking into the pub like on a Tinder day, you know, when you, you didn't know who these people were and I was like, Michael Smith? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and we'd all met know, on Twitter. Yeah, we, so. and it was really awkward and sort of like, you know, oh, I was here to talk about the Bengals. And I remember it being that night being the biggest release yeah. that I've ever had because you'd, be, you'd been sat there for about four or five years harbouring all this Bengals knowledge, but with no one to talk to apart from my mum and dad and, yeah. you know, my missus and stuff like that and some of my mates. And all of a sudden you've got guys that are like, yeah, well, what do you think about, you know, so-and-so? And what do you think about Marvin? And oh, I may think we could do this. It was the best thing I've ever done, like, at the time to sort of get, you know, chat about the Bengals and chat about... Um, you know, something that otherwise no one had any idea about. And to be sat here at Wembley with our own beer coming out, you know, met some great people for all of this. I think it's much more than we could have ever hoped And I for. think that's what we do it all for, really. I mean, we do the podcast and obviously we're kind of front and centre a little bit. But it really is, you know, I really love the fact that people like, you know, Pete Danswell and Sam Anger and, and, and Liam up in Sheffield get together and do their draft stuff. I yeah, love yeah. the fact that, you know... 
Jamie uh, does stuff in uh, and Matt does stuff in Manchester. I love yeah, the yeah. fact that you know Andrew Dockerall did some amazing. So all these guys, you know Matt Moon and and and, and all these guys are kind of and, and Scott coming down from yeah, Scotland. Yeah, Scott gives a top line. You know, incredible stuff, really. And um, one last duff of my cap is, and I think this is going. I will say this on behalf of all of uh, the fans at Bengals UK and all of the other Bengals fans is. A massive thank you for all you do for this podcast, son. Because I, I think that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that Paul does. That you know, I'm here and do the podcast once a week. But apart from that, I have to give full credit to Paul for getting all of the guests, doing all the hard work to sort this out at Wembley today. All of the stuff that he does with the breweries and the liaison with the pubs and the fans. You know, he doesn't get any paid for any of it. He literally might he'd be lucky if I buy him a pint at I'm the end really of it. Lucky so, to <laughs> so you know, all the equipment that he does, the editing that he does, I could go on on and on and on and on and i just think a massive thank you for you putting us this 50th episode we wouldn't be here you know and we'd be nowhere near as far as we are without the hard work that you've done no well it's a pleasure and thank you for that um it's a pleasure and a privilege nathan and long may it continue we're looking for more meetups we're looking to connect more people we're looking to have more fun and obviously that goes hand in hand with the team doing better this year. So hopefully we do that. I just want to say thank you to Emily Vagefian here at Wembley for sorting us out. She was wonderful. I'd like to say thanks to my landlady, Ingrid, for letting us record yeah, the podcast in the uh, <laughs> in the sewing room every week. Um, but also thank you guys out there for listening. It's a bit of a cliche, but honestly, we're all in it together. I hope you continue to enjoy it. And we're going to end off with uh, with the song that's been most requested. Uh, so it only remains for me to say, it's a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys. Just a perfect day. An undrafted free agent. Mayock said you wouldn't make it in this league Just a perfect day Marvin was like a dad Then laid a apology Oh good times, oh yeah they were Oh, it's such a perfect day I'm glad I spent it with you Oh, such a perfect day You just kept hanging on You just kept hanging on To someone's ankle Just a perfect day You picked up Big Ben And ran and ran But then completely shagged it all up Yes she did, don't argue <laughs> Just a perfect day You were suspended all the time You put on loads of weight and was in concussion protocol quite a lot of the time Oh, it's such a perfect day I'm glad I spent it with you 
Oh, such a perfect day You just kept hanging on You just kept hanging on While punching someone in the face Again and again You're going home now to apology. You're going to have Antonio Brown as a teammate. Grown Bengals fans are now crying. You played with such passion, you were one of the best. Everyone hated you, but we didn't care. Fifty-five, you're a legend. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.